Hi, you've just tuned in to Movie Professors. Class is now in session. Let's start the show. Hi, you've just tuned in to Movie Professors. <laughs> Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 with Professor T and J.B. Bourbon. This month's episode, we are doing our top 50 movies based on comic books. And I try to break away from the norm a little bit. Like, obviously, you're going to have DC and Marvel, your main ones. Maybe some Dark Horse stuff. Maybe some Archie comics. Maybe not. But, uh, yeah. So, anyways, how we do it is we take our top 50 films of a genre. And we see how many we can match up. And for those playing at home, you can do the same thing, too. And then, obviously, if we have that magical moment for a golden match, which means we have the same movie for the same number, you're going to hear this sound chosen today. This shouldn't surprise some people because everybody knows my favorite, you know what, comic book character, but here we go. Ever rub another man's rhubarb? <laughs> From the 1989 Batman, yeah. Jack Nicholson yeah. as Joker. So that's it's you never rub another man's rhubarb. That's period. true. Period. So you got anything to say, Professor T, I, before we get started? I like rhubarb. I... Just saying that, but no, I don't want to rub another man's rhubarb. No, because that'll make you go blind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or if you do it too much to your own. <laughs> it's good cardio. Good cardio. So then, yeah, I'm all uh, all ready to get the show on the road. I guess we have to let the uh, audience know what our numbers uh, are going to be for for matches. Out of fifty, I think we're going to have uh, thirty nine matches. <laughs> I I think that's pretty generous. I'm gonna go with more. Uh, I'm gonna go with 24. Okay. Just under 50% because I br I really tried straight away and doing my researches just for like left field stuff just to kind of. Dude, I I know what you're saying. I got I, I'll throw some some out there that aren't gonna be your uh, let's say typical. Yeah. So. And then as always, uh, well, if, if you listen to the show, we always have a some kind of adult beverage we're drinking. So me being bourbon man, I got the Woodford Reserve from last month. Because it's it's just smooth. It's just fantastic bourbon. So I say it's the best I've had so far. So far, we, but we're gonna keep trying. We got a whole season There's here. A lot, of, a lot of different bourbons yeah. to try. We're not alcoholics, but only once we're a month. We're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, what I do you got uh, from the Drecker Brewing Company? Um, it's called King of the Thing. That could mean anything, I guess. The artwork, though, if you point yeah, out the artwork on the can, is uh, pretty bitching. Like, yeah, kind of like. Uh, it's like hot blue, hot pink, and some kind of demon wearing a crown and shit. But fuck, sorry about it. I'm smart already. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. Let's it's, give it a shot real quick. It's a double India pale ale. So it means you need one can to get messed up, pretty much. Basically. Oh, and I forgot to add, but always is when we start the show or where we record is coming live from the Sada City Studios in the Greater Las Vegas area. Well, it looks like it has a good head to it. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Nice and cloudy. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like uh, like before when I before my whole hop thing came out. I remember I was like uh, beer on tap, but that looks like somebody didn't clean the lines out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see how it tastes. Yeah. It smells like uh, if you had orange juice and you just like threw about five hundred pine needles inside of it. It's like gin and orange juice. That's fucking good. Yeah. Redemption from last week. King of the thing. Or correction last month. This is going to be good. Uh, 8.3 alcohol, so I'll be buzzed by about number 26. Yeah. I'm already there. 
I'm kidding. That was just for shock and awe. So we're gonna take a quick break, play some music. You listen to it. If you're a '90s kid, if we grew up in the '90s a little bit, you're gonna appreciate this song here from a TV show that was on, I think, Fox Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. So, all right, here we go. Once again, coming live to you from the Sawdust City Studios, Professor T, take it away for our top 50 comic book movies, and go! Out of the gate, number 50, V for Vendetta. You bastard! <laughs> <laughs> oh, for... I I, oh, I stole your... Okay, I got it. No, no, for V for Vendetta, I put that... I, I knew that you were going to put it that far down. I thought you were going to maybe put it in the middle. I put it for number one. V for Vendetta is my number one Dude. comic book movie. I, I just that movie is so powerful, and I actually I, thought you were gonna hate that movie. I actually really like that movie so much. I just, I, I, I'm fucking shocked. I'm shocked. This is a dude. I did not. And what 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 really drew my attention is like I I saw this I don't know back four or five years ago, and I'm like. It was interesting because I think yeah, probably about 2016 I saw that's when you seen civil unrest start to come to the United States. And then what's interesting, this takes place, what, 2020, right? And then 2020, what, what do you know here? Ironically, you get the COVID virus and there's been a lot of mixed things on that. And who knows what's true and what's not. And, you know, obviously the can't really trust the government with it, to be honest with you, either way. And vaccines, that's your choice. I don't agree with it, but if you do that, that's fine. But the problem is like the research and how they try to control the people in the movie and the fear tactics and then... V trying to get the you know the people to take the government back because you shouldn't be afraid of your government. It's just how the parallels from the last couple of years are just amazing. Even though, who knows? Maybe Hollywood always has. They know the future. Obviously, if you want to do the whole cabal theory, but so yeah, number one, loved it. Damn man, I didn't mean to. Oh my, wow, that's I didn't actually. I do that. appreciate art. Yeah. Hashtag anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember. <laughs> Damn. The right 24th of November. My last one and your first one. Yeah. I did not expect that. Remember the 24th of January. <laughs> yeah. One for one in matches, though. One for one. And I know for a fact, this one out of the gate, this is this is me. Uh, even though we're not really a family-friendly show, number 50, because I didn't realize this was a comic book, but I saw the movie, so I put it down. Little Orphan Annie, 1932. Because <laughs> well, it's a hard-knock life, man. No, um... <laughs> So that comic book series ran from 1924 to 2010, which impressed me. And, uh, well, obviously 1932 version, uh, it was popular, obviously, then with radio and all that stuff. They made the movie. But what I really like is the 82 version for Daddy Warbucks, mm. Albert Feeney, because he's in musicals, and so obviously it's a musical. But I thought he did a good job, and that's a little orphan nanny, something different. Yeah, that is. That's... Not typical for me, I know. No, hell no. Uh... Number 49, um, another one that's not your, um, I guess if you say like common, you know, like mm-hmm. common ones, uh, Marvel, DC stuff, uh, but Two Guns with uh, yeah. Mark Wahlberg and, and Denzel. Denzel Washington, Two Guns, I got it for number 15. Damn, that one's, uh, like I said, you were not talking about superheroes, but there's some comic books that don't have anything to do with superheroes. Um, 
it doesn't mean that they're any they're not bad uh, two guns man it's just uh fighting crime pretty much taking on the drug guys yeah but yeah marky mark denzel washington what i like about that though it's just yeah obviously the non-stop action they got a good flow to it but what's surprised as much as i like that movie i never read the comic book but i was reading about the comic book they're, like the comic book, they say is better than the movie, like the whole series, a little bit. So like have the banter between the characters mm-hmm. back and forth. So I'm like, wow. So yeah, yeah well, I usually try to look at the library, and I, I don't have the two guns there, but I'm sure they have it at the LCS, which is your local comic book store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag House of Heroes. Yeah. Shout out. Yep, House of Heroes. Yeah, <laughs> on Main Street. Check them out. So we got two matches together already. That's pretty good. But Dang. So I, I don't think you'll have this one. I got the 1974 Wonder Woman, which was played by Kathy Lee Crosby. Just because I, I don't think that the, I don't really think that female superheroes is that big of a genre. So, but I had to go with Rachel. Too bad though, Linda Carter would have been, uh, even though she was the TV show. Yeah. If you put Linda Carter in the 74 Wonder Woman, I think it'd be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agreed. I, I didn't have the uh, the old one. So. Did you have like the eighty four? It's called, but it came out recently. Or which one do you have? Well, I the the Wonder Woman that they did the remake with Gal, Gal Gadot, mm-hmm. but not the nineteen eighty four. Just the Wonder Woman with her and Chris Pine. So we could say I could say it's, it's a half, right? We got the same character. Yeah, I mean you don't have that one. No, I just got the Wonder okay. Woman seventy four. We'll call it a half. A half, half just a half a match because I had. I got Wonder Woman for number 42. And you're what, you said 39 for matches? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 39 and a half. No, oh, okay. I'm going have these. You're up. Uh, number 48. Um, this one, when it came out, I, when it first came out, I thought it was super cheesy. Uh, but I've gotten, the more, uh, the more I watch it and stuff, I, I appreciate the special effects. Because they were sort of, uh, at the time, they were kind of like um, the new style of special effects and things like that. But Men in Black. Here comes Men in Black. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking yeah. about the ones that you remember? What's that? <laughs> I was just taking lyrics from a song. Oh. <laughs> no, I got number 25. I got Men in Black for me. Dang. Yeah, I like the Men in Black. I didn't realize it was a comic book either until after the fact. Yep. Like Tommy Lee Jones rocking the 8-track and that uh, Ford LTD. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And the soundtrack was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's like some of the like the special effects, even though you know at the time they're like, that's early CGI. And it still kind of holds it, up. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's not it's not horrible. And I, I like uh, that pug, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, keeping her moving here. Number 48 for me. Uh, Bruce Willis. Surrogates. That's a good pick. Yeah, I like it. I had to watch it a couple times. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, kind of as futuristic as it was. It came out in nine. It's like how, uh, <clears throat> like, because people, like, are so disconnected now. And they, like, they got to do everything, like, through Facebook or the metaverse, whatever the hell they call it now. And then in this movie, people had, like, pretty much avatars where they're, like, android robot type things. So mm-hmm. they didn't have to experience real life. And then, you know, Bruce Willis has to solve, you know, some murder type thing. So he's putting himself on the line dealing with all these robots where he's human and could die at any moment but just I guess the take on it was just so different compared to a lot of movies that's why I liked it yeah, it's kind of scary how society's going now though with the, like the android robots and like surrogates you watch that movie it's like coming to life now yeah uh, speaking of robots um, I heard that 
uh, off topic, but the some minor league baseball. I don't know if the whole league or if there's like certain team. They're gonna have uh, the robot umpires this 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 spring. They're gonna start robot umpiring. Yeah, it's just asking for bad shit to happen. Oh shit! Like, what if like what if the robot umpire like all of a sudden has like a, a malfunction or something like that, and he just grabs the second baseman by the balls and just crushes him. <laughs> yeah, or like, oh, you know, like uh, you have a bad... deadly friend. What's <laughs> 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 that's kind of scary though too is like how much like games will be decided with the balls and strikes and yeah, obviously it's gonna be probably even on both sides because you can program it, but anything could be hacked though too yeah. these days. Like where it takes oh. away from the human thing where like sometimes like all right when an umpire makes a bad call like is he blind and but no then they're like oh i kind of messed up and you'll see him make up the call for the other team too you know what's going to happen with this though you're just gonna right i don't know if things could be rigged though like if the robot umpire ejects you from the game you're like you're out of here like someone just picks him up and just drops him on his head and destroys him and oh uh i probably won't punch an umpire you know because i get a fine and might get arrested and all that but if you pick up the robot and break it you just gotta pay for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's not cheap. Minor league is probably gonna be like a hit to the pocket, but major league, if they ever do that, I just think that's like ridiculous. Just me, any like you can't substitute human stuff for certain things, and I don't think that's one of them you should be doing. Right? If they're gonna do robot anything. Have ro- the robot beer guy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, be a lot faster. Yeah. <laughs> just don't spill on them. Yeah. Uh, number forty-seven for me. I I chose uh, Aquaman. Jason Momoa. I, ha- I, ha- I, ha- I almost had it because Jason Momoa made Aquaman yeah, cool. Perfect. He made Aquaman, Aquaman cool because yeah. it's hard to make Aquaman cool. Yeah, he's a pretty. He's kind of a soft uh, superhero, the softest one, but Jason Momoa's. I, I had it originally on my list. I took it off for something else. Oh, that's starting. And that's by King of the Thing, that burp it's yeah. brought to you by. You should have called it King of the Sting. It's good. Alright, no, uh, no Aquaman's. So, no. So, number 47. This was hard for me to put this movie down because I don't like the actor, but I like the soundtrack for it. Rob Zombie. Daredevil for number 47. The Man Without Fear. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. That, that song is probably better than the movie. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That movie was horrible. That was, it was like. There's, there's, nothing. There, there's nothing good for Daredevil, really. No. Even having Colin Farrell as Bullseye. Mm hmm. So, if you kids at home that don't know who Daredevil is, he's uh, an attorney that's blind, and he's a cape crusader at night, pretty much. That's in a nutshell. It's a good, it's a good superhero because that TV show is supposed to be pretty good, but it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. If you ever seen it, no, I haven't given it the time of day. Yeah, I suppose it's pretty good. It's to be good. We'll get Professor T in the 21st century, I think, with Netflix producing. Uh-huh. I'm working on it. <laughs> good luck. Speaking of 21st century, for number 46. 1980, Flash Gordon. For what number? <laughs> this guy's getting excited. 46. Well, close enough. Good enough. I'm within one. Yeah, rub another man's <laughs> We're not gonna rub another man's rhubarb. I got it for 45. Dude, fuck, that's. That's you gotta play it. Yeah, you gotta play it. That movie's so bad, it's good. That's, that you took the words out of my mouth. That's how I would describe it. Like Queen does the entire soundtrack. Even though boom, that girl boom, on there. Boom, 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 boom. Flash. <laughs> that girl in there, though. I mean, I know. I feel like I always talk about the girls, but she was hot. Mm-hmm. Ming the Ming the Mer- This king of the thing, more like king of the Ming. Yeah. Ming the merciless. 
his uh, daughter? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Plays football for the New York Jets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sequence was like, oh, what do you do for fighting not training? Oh, nothing. I'll just throw uh, this miniature watermelon at everybody's head and I'll knock them out and then I'll run by them like um, Craig Ironhead Haywards. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's difficult. Like it's like it's, I liked it in your movie, but it's difficult a little bit to watch with how bad it is. Yeah, it's one of the. It's a cult movie because, all, like, the more outrageous mm-hmm. and like really stupid, corny stuff. That's what makes a cult movie like mm-hmm. memorable. You're like, Whoa. get a bunch of guys together. You know, you're drinking. You're probably doing other stuff. Next thing you know, they're watching Flash Gordon, and everyone's just like, "This is the best ever." Hashtag Sam Jones. Yeah. Hashtag Max Fanson down. <laughs> he played being the merciless mm-hmm. for any of you nostalgic people. Number 46. I, I think I have the t shirt for this guy. Possibly the watch I wanted the watch. I can't remember. Uh, a detective that likes to wear yellow. Dick Tracy for number 46. I didn't put it on. I almost did. They have an all-star cast. All right. Yeah, like, Ruin face. You know what? You got Dick Tracy, Warren Beatty. All right. And then you have uh, Al Pacino's a crime boss. And uh, Desperately Seeking Susan's Madonna. Yeah. They had big names. I just thought that, that one was... It was low budget. Like, yeah, it was... I think it was... Um, yeah, I can't have the numbers, but I think it was in the, the lower end. Like, it can't and, be. And it, they didn't even make it match... Correct. Just like the box office to even break a million, I don't think, on that movie. I But I just like the cast, though, I guess, and that's what... Good cast. It just didn't, it didn't it, deliver. They, they, I think if you had maybe a different director with that, or maybe some different writers, because you, yeah, you had... For sure. It's kind of like a, you know, a football team without having a quarterback. They got the players there, all right, but we just need somebody to check some with the coaching staff, our playbooks, or we need a better leader. Right. I think that would have been a way better movie with the cast. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, uh, 45... Um, this one's kind of a horror movie. Oh, man. And uh, it's uh, 30 Days of Night. I, Vampire. I, I couldn't put that in there. Really? I, I originally liked when I saw that movie at first. I was like, oh, it's a pretty badass and stuff. And it didn't make me want to go to Alaska mm-hmm. anytime soon. But, like, I watched it again recently. And it's just too too dark for me, in a way. Like, I do like some dark stuff. But it's just, it was straight up evil, them vampires. Yeah, so I just, yeah. I couldn't. That's oh, I'm into that. I mean, check out that can. Uh, does uh, what's his name? Does like a good job of like playing that creepy homeless guy kind of, or that drifter? Ben Foster. Yeah, Ben Foster. Like you never even yeah. guess Ben Foster because yeah, he's, he's, he does. He's really like a pretty versatile actor. He can play homeless guys, dorky guys, bitch and badass guys with rifles. Like right. he can do it all. But like he, how creepy he was. Like, what's wrong with little fresh meat? <laughs> that was creepyish. And I used to uh, think, like, so the comic, um, the way the artwork in the comic looks, if you think the movie was creepy, and you look at the artwork in the comic book, it looks like it's all, like, pale, like, almost, uh, like, watercolor, real pale, and the vampires and stuff on there are, like, just like how they look in the movie, the bald, the black eyes, the real pale skin and all that, but, like, the way the artist did the artwork, um, it's almost like a, like you're dreaming it, you know, it's, like, kind of cloudy looking, it's, it's, it's very unique, but yeah. So, so speaking of <laughs> horror kind of like movies, no, number forty-four. This I believe made it in our horror movies. 
1982, Stephen King, I believe, wrote the graphic novel Creepshow. Yeah. You didn't have it, I didn't put that one in. Was well, a good, you know, I like... Yeah, the Creepshow, well, because yeah, Tom Savani does the makeup. And uh, I, I just like that style of animation with the 80s cartoons. Mm-hmm. Just something about it's cool. And so if you haven't listened to the show before and know anything about Creepshow, it's... Uh, Pretty much a, uh, it, it, it was based on a graphic novel with about five short stories of uh, different things with unfortunate events that happened. Uh, so for you, those of you who have seen it, I'm just going to leave a little something for you here. Uh, Ed Harris, hashtag happy Father's Day. Have you ever read any of the like, um, horror, like Vault of Horrors and EC Comics? No, I haven't checked into that at all. So um, EC Comics uh, existed before DC Comics? Which is like the parent publisher of like Batman and Superman and all that. Um, they really got their start doing horror and uh, uh, sort of um, spaghetti western type of stories. Um, and then once the beginning of World War Two started to kind of pick up speed, they developed all these superheroes to like, oh, we're America and this is going to be patriotic and our guys and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, the horror stuff and all that was considered like a a bad influence on the youth, so mm-hmm. they stopped writing all that stuff. But it, it went through like the court systems. Like people and parents were like, oh, "Our kids are reading this, and they're going to turn into devils." You know, they're they're getting influenced by these stories and these images, and that's just not right. You know. But, but it does make sense why you got the Greatest Generation that came out of there. It's a talking to Clint Yeah, <laughs> like the creep show, like to get the graphic novel, like. And then you get a reprint, but like the original, it's expensive actually. That that whole held its value throughout time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vault of Horrors. And you? I mean, for number forty-four. This one's kind of a newer one they did. I um I got a huge crush on Scarlett Johansson's, so I uh, got Black Widow. Uh, I knew you'd have Black Widow. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I just I I kind of boycotted uh, Black Widow. Because, uh, well, I guess, like, so Carla Johansson got all pissed off with her movie because they, they released it on Disney Plus, too, at the same time at theaters, and obviously you lose money. Black like, Widow did? Yeah. Um, I get it, though, because, you know, she did it or whatever, and, like, that's all her work, and that's missing out on a lot of income if you just do it straight to, you know, both theaters and the Disney Plus. But just because, like, she had an attitude about it, I don't know, I just, like, she rubbed me the wrong way, so I was like, yeah. She rubbed your rhubarb the wrong she way? She definitely rubbed it the wrong way. So. You're lucky. She can rub mine. I don't care. She don't need the money. What is she talking about? Well, no. She shouldn't even be... Who cares? She's... But it's like, well, Devil's Advocate, okay, you signed with Disney, though, because Disney owns Marvel. They can do what they want. Mm-hmm. Period. You're making damn good money. Even though you're missing out money, I get it. But it's not like she's a struggling actress mm-hmm. or actor, if you want to be a technical. But, yeah, so... Yeah, she'd, uh, she probably did pretty good off of all the Avengers stuff, and she didn't even mm-hmm. need to do Black Widow. Mm-hmm. But... Check it out. It's pretty funny. Um, David Harbour. Oh yeah, David Harbour from Stranger Things. Red Guardian. He he's really funny in that movie. If you if anyone sees it, but he gets a little comedy uh, as their. Uh, he's kind of kind of their dad, but I want to give it away. But. So number forty three. I didn't know about this movie until I had the NES game. Huh. Now it was based on a comic. It got horrible reviews. Like I think it was a box office flop. Uh, it had a couple of them, but like if you give it time, it has like hilarious humor in it. Uh, cool World, Brad Pitt, K 
Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger looked damn good in that movie. You know, even the animated version of her, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Very nice, as Borat would say. Mm-hmm. It's just funny when he talks about if uh, humans and cartoons, you know, what happens when they mm-hmm. hook up. Like Jessica Rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have Cool World, man. You are going off the grid. Yeah, I'm changing it up. That's all right. I got some. I got a couple here. Yeah, so yeah, pretty much Brad Pitt was stuck in an animated world created by uh, some comic. and uh, Yeah, just check it out. It's a rental. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, see. Number 43 for me. Um, this is a 2008 version of uh, The Incredible Hulk, the one with um, Edward Norton's. Edward, uh, Edward Norton is not my Hulk. You like, uh, I couldn't even do Mark Eric Ruffalo's. Well, Mark Ruff- Ruffalo is probably the best Hulk by far yeah, for, for modern day. Like, cause I remember a couple shows back we talked Hulk came up somewhere. Yeah. Eric Bana, I couldn't get behind it, but Jennifer Connelly looked good in that movie, I think. Uh, yeah, like Edward Norton, no, uh, I guess we gotta go back to Bigsby back in the day, really, for Hulk. <laughs> but <laughs> just, uh, if you, you take out Edward Norton, you put Mark Ruffalo in that movie, gold, yeah. I'm surprised that they haven't. Well, actually, no, I'm not surprised because they make so much more money doing all these like team up. Well, that's what they got to do. Yeah, what kind of kills me though a little bit. Like, I don't want to, because who doesn't love comic book movies? But I feel like they oversaturated the market a little bit, way too much. Because it used to be anytime you wait for a sequel or something, you wait a couple of years. But they filmed everything back to back to back, and like it's not like the storyline's horrible. Like it, it's it's plausible. I just think I just oversaturated the market so fast where I lost interest in it. If that makes sense. Because, yeah, I like, you know, when they, they got, like, the Avengers kind of movie where they team up. I like the breakdown where they take a superhero and give their origins. I think that's really cool, too. It's just, like, like Disney and when they, Marvel, when they merged, I think they just overdid it and just started spitting stuff out. They got the money for it, but I just feel like you're kind of suffocating your audience a little bit. That's just me, though. No dope. Oh, so it's on me again right here? Or is yeah. it? No, it's on you. It's on me. So, number 42, this movie, for the box office sake, was $1.344 billion. I, I couldn't believe how much it... Black Panther. Oh, man. I should have known. Wakanda. Forever. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Chad Bosman. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't even put it down. Yeah. I, I watched it. I, I watched it, and I didn't get the hype. I didn't get it. Like, I... I get it, I guess, but it didn't. I it like, didn't hit it with me. It didn't. It, like it didn't set off like everything. Oh my God, it's the best superhero movie I ever saw. I just, I just liked a little bit of the action and it just. I think I probably probably put it on here. What made me because I was on the fence. It's just uh, that much money they box office. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, I, was, uh, I know it did huge, and then when I watched, it, I was like, it's a little cheap, but like you could argue though too. Like I. Like when I got this fictional nation of Wakanda and stuff and African nation, like I felt like they were kind of like, eh, like a little race, like like racist. Even though we have African American people that play it, but it's just like, why do you have to make up a fake country though, you know, and stuff like that? I don't know. No. Well, no, there's no Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh, touche, salesman. <laughs> well, maybe there is. It's. It's in New Jersey. <laughs> Uh, go number 41. This is the the movie that started it all for, I think, the Marvel Universe. Iron Man. The for, first one. For number what one? 41. 
I have Iron Man 2008 for number five. Because oh. Tony Stark, he has all the class. He just, beginning of the movie, the dude's rocking, I was an Audi, Audi R8, just flying, being a playboy, like, and the way how Robert Downey Jr. is in real life, he's a perfect Tony Stark, just mm -hmm. playboy. Very just, arrogant. Yeah. Um, well, I like to say, cocksure, <laughs> if that's, that's a term I, I've heard before, but that's what I think of him. You got the money, you got the swagger, women... Gwyneth Paltrow is pretty attractive. Technology, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I like Terrence Howard in that movie. Yeah, like, I guess we'll just say it was a training accident or something. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to cover up from? Right. Uh, then in the movies to come, they replaced Terrence Howard with somebody else, and it just wasn't the same. Right. I think it was Don Cheadle. Not that he's a bad. Yeah, he's not like he's a bad actor. He's a great actor, but I just I felt like Terrence Howard. Yeah, these. He probably wanted more money. Uh, and it, I think he got himself in probably trouble too around that time for something. Uh, Don't let Wolverine get you. Yeah, well, we got we got a good spread here with Professor T. We got the M and M's that taste like a uh, hot chocolate, and then Wolverine's like over the bowl. It was in the bowl. Yeah, I think he had a sip of his beer, just bat out. <laughs> so on me. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna leave a line from the movie first. Uh, maybe you should put some shorts on if you want to keep fighting evil today. Number 41, Mystery Men. Hank Azaria is a blue Raja. I saw it younger and I thought it was hilarious. As an adult, it's a little bit harder to swallow. It's not as, if it as funny as it was when I first saw it, but Greg Kinnear, Captain Amazing. It had its moments, but then you got Paul Rubin. What does he play? I couldn't remember, but doesn't he like he? I think he farts or something. Like that's his power. He flatulates. <laughs> Gas man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gene Garofalo, the bowler. I never saw that one. Kel Mitchell, like he's uh, what do you call it? The Invisible Boy or something. Like, like a funny part of the movie is like if you can't swallow the whole movie, but in the beginning, yeah, they get the uh, this group uh, like because it's uh, what's the guy from Shameless? The main guy, though. Yeah, the blonde hair guy from Shameless. Oh, um, he's in Wild Hogs. He's, yeah, uh, he's yeah, the tip yeah. my tongue I know he's here. He's in uh, Fargo too. William H Macy. There we go. Willem. Yeah. So like he, him and his friends kind of like they want to they fight evil at night or whatever and, and they kind of rig tag of like not so great super superheroes. Yeah. They have like it was just hilarious like like being in the movie they have like a tryout to join their group and one of them was like the, like like. Just like the waffler or something, some guys burning the face with the waffler, and it's just like a lot of freaks showed up. A dumb humor, but uh, not. but so yeah, but yeah, the Kel Mitchell's invisible boy was hilarious because uh, like he keeps trying to be invisible or show him, and he can't do it. So, <laughs> yeah, peanuts. <laughs> Cricket. Uh, number forty for me. Shazam. I didn't see that yet. I, I kind of got good reviews. It, it's it's not too bad. I saw it the first time. I thought it was I thought it was dumb. Mm -hmm. I rewatched it and I was like, okay, I get it because um, the story Billy Bats he's um, he's a kid when he gets like this power, but it turns him into an adult. But he's still he's still mentally a kid inside. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the jokes, you know, is him trying to like be like a. 13 year old kid still but yet he looks like a grown he's a grown man in a suit 
and he doesn't know really anything about these superpowers, but he's got this, um, he's kind of a runaway, and he gets adopted by uh, this house, and there's other kids in the house, and one of them's like this huge comic nerd, he's like got uh, a bullet mm -hmm. in a Ziploc bag that supposedly he said, oh, that came out of Superman, <laughs> I, I found it, and it's got a certificate, um, <laughs> authentic, in his sock drawer and stuff, so he's like telling them all this, like, Oh, dude, you should do this. Like, oh, what? Try this. Try, try flying and do this. And oh man, but he. So it's, it's kind of funny. But then there's a a guy who wants to steal uh, Shazam's power um, and it, and use it for obviously evil. But um, it, there's, it's got a good mix of of kind of lame jokes but they're 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 funny so so for me just trying to get the concept it's like if the movie big he was a superhero kind of yep yep basically uh, you can watch this on hbo max and all that damn streaming services just killing it yep but yeah check it out so so number 40 uh this is a came out in 2006 in japan not till cool. the 2008 in the United States where it's dubbed over in English. Death Note. Did you watch that one? <clears throat> so I saw that one on a, on a different list I looked up, and I was like, I never heard of that one, Death Note. I, d I didn't see it. It's uh, I saw it on, like, the first time I saw it was on, like, Netflix. They redid it from, like, a newer one a couple of years ago. It's, it's not the same. Uh, like, obviously, the Japanese wrote it, so it's, it's way better than them. Uh, so pretty much, like, some got got to death is bored type thing. Some plays more of a demon, but he drops his notebook. This guy picks it up, and then uh, whatever he will write somebody's name in there, or wills it like they die or something like that. So being a young kid with his power, he kind of becomes corrupt a little bit, like feeling who's what, where they live, who's not, and he pretty much kills his enemies and stuff. And it, it sounds like when uh, like in Billy Madison when uh, Steve Buscemi was writing that hit <laughs> he was a kid except everybody he wrote down dies yeah well he crossed off Billy because he called him and apologized yeah <laughs> with the lipstick yeah. <laughs> back to me number 39 I got the X-Men the first X-Men I don't have it original oh no I, 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 like I said I really went off the beaten path yeah you did uh, yeah you did uh, I'll stick to some traditional ones. Professor Xavier. Oh, I think he's on TV. Uh, no, it looks like him, though. A younger version. <laughs> it is him. Well, not, not, it's, um, James McAvoy's. Oh, that, oh, yeah, I see, because you're watching. Could be my twin brother if I shaved my mustache out. Yeah. That could be a survey question for polls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, number 39. Hashtag, she's not. Yeah. The 1982 film, Swamp Thing. What number are you on? 39. I got it for number 28. You do got yes, it. Yes, I, I do. Yes, I do. I got a funny story about that one, too. Let's hear it. So, uh, when I was a kid, we had Swamp Thing on VHS, mm -hmm. and I used to watch it all the time because the fight between him and that wolf beast mm -hmm. in that swamp, I used to like... It, I thought that was like the most badass stuff because just the noise that the wolf used to make, like it was like, fucking growling and shit. I'm like, man, that's badass. Like he's he's so like creepy and scary. Like I can't believe. But the Swamp Thing guy would just like punch him in all that yellow mm -hmm. 
it wasn't even blood. I don't know. It looked like uh, swamp porridge. It's porridge. Yeah. You know, like cornmeal. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I was like, man, this movie's just awesome for like special effects wise. His thing. arm sprouted out because he got his arm cut off and then a little weed grew out of it and then turned into a whole new arm. Like, I remember I had the action figure for Swamp Thing. You did. Because I remember yeah, the kid, it was, um, he had like some kind of like netting or something it shot out or something, but damn, but it's been like, what, probably, what, almost 30 years? I don't know, or 25 since I've seen yeah. In a landfill, probably, I don't know. Uh, Shit. Yeah, I like the story, too. It's like, you know, like, there's this, like, all this research going on, and this guy had nefarious purposes, if that's the word I'm looking for, because he wanted to steal it for his own good, that evil outlaw mad scientist, and then uh, it backfires on him, and he becomes a swamp thing. Mm. Remember, um, uh, what was her name? Uh, that uh, was John Carpenter's wife, mm-hmm. Bardot. Jill, I can't remember her first name, but yeah, metamorphically. <laughs> I don't think it's on you. That's a movie I'm surprised that they haven't really gone back to and tried to redo. I know oh. they did a TV show, but because mm-hmm. it's popular uh, comic book. Alan Moore wrote that comic book. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Alan Moore has quite a few good ones, and then I forgot to add too. This one was directed by Wes Craven. Wes Craven, Wes Craven mm-hmm. film. So obviously, it's gonna be badass. Right. I don't know if you'll have this one. I mean, you're going off the grid, so you might have it, but my first uh, manga-related movie, Ghost in the Shell. I got good reviews, but like a lot of people like it. It has a good cult following. I just couldn't get into it. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I thought, even its animation, mm-hmm. it's done pretty good. Plus, it's got a lot of action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number 30, I don't know if you have this or not. Uh, George Lucas wants nothing to do with this one. I'm getting excited just fucking waiting. The master of quack fool himself, <laughs> Howard the Duck. All right, Ducky. I got it. What did you say, 39? I got it for... 38. I got it for 15. 15. I used to watch that movie probably about 100 times a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it takes place in Great City. Yeah. Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Hey, tits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she pulls that condom out of his wallet. <laughs> it's like this big. <laughs> when he's got that job, he gets that job at the uh, was, uh, health spa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was people like sitting in the uh, hot tub or whatever, <laughs> dropping off the towels. And he's just I'm like, man, how do they get this little guy in a duck suit? I didn't know the concept of uh, dwarfs back then. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a real person. Like, I, well, it was a real person, but I just, I was like, man, it looks so realistic. Like he's like a little duck guy. It makes sense. Yeah, I've had the same logic too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why George Lucas doesn't like that one though. I would embrace that movie. I, like some people argue that's like Marvel's biggest flop for Marvel wise. I don't see how I don't. I think I think Electro is more of a thought. I'd say Daredevil would be probably a bigger one than Howard the Duck. Yeah, I don't think Daredevil is going to have the cult following Howard the Duck has. I'll quack them. I think it's on you now. Damn, these are good. Uh, Number 37 for me. Uh, Kick ass. 
I couldn't do it. Really? The only reason I like that one is because it's like, you can understand it's kind of like a, a ripoff of basically like Spider-Man, you know, like a kid gets a gets a suit, uh, wants to be a superhero, starts doing some training, kind of knows like some stuff, and then it just goes viral and around the, the Red Mist. Mm -hmm. and, uh, that um, what's that guy's name? I can't remember the actor's name, but it's Mc McLovin mm -hmm. from uh, Superbad. Mm -hmm. Plays uh, the Red Mist. Mm -hmm. well, he's funny. Mm -hmm. movie, but... Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's, it's all right. Had a sequel. Yeah. It's, it's funny because, like, the, so the comics, there's a, there's a second volume in the comics, too. So it was like they already probably knew that they were mm -hmm. going to do two mm -hmm. uh, movies. They probably had, like, a double picture deal or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, we'll do two movies based on two of these volumes. Number 37, uh, Ron Perlman, Hellboy. Um, yeah, I have it for number 22. Oh, yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> like, speaking of David Harbour, you know, he read the oh, yeah, like yeah, remake? I, yeah, I just say I saw that when I was doing my research for the first Hellboy. Not the same? Not, not good? No, not as good. The original, uh, I don't want to <clears throat> foreshadow, but the original uh, Hellboy's yeah, it's, it's way better. Even the second Hellboy, the Golden Army, mm -hmm. is good. I like how uh, the Nazis try to make this evil technology and it backfires. Here, just give them a baby Ruth. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that was like a ripoff of the Goonies. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Guillermo del Toro, uh, I may foreshadow another um, movie. Yeah, I could be way off. It's been a long time since seen Hellboy, but wasn't there something with him and cats in that movie or something? Hellboy? Yeah. Um, like he, he like he likes cats? Or I don't know if he likes cats or hates cats. I can't remember if that's that movie or not. I can't remember anything about cats in there. Must be something different that I probably. Well, I think you might be thinking elf. Well, he eats them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope you got this one, even though it, it was kind of a flop hmm. when it came out. But the the comic's pretty badass, and uh, I, I think they they might be redoing it or in the in the talks of redoing it. Um, but one of the original um, um, the Image comics, uh, Todd McFarlane created this character, and when they branched off, they were all working at uh, Marvel, and they all branched off to form Image Comics. Him and uh, Rob Liefeld and Jim Lee and a couple other guys, but uh, Spawn. I I love that movie actually. I think it was underappreciated for the time. Michael. Well, J. I think the for what they wanted to do, they like budget wise, they didn't they didn't they didn't have like technology wasn't up to par with like kind of like how Star Wars was when it first came out. It's like big, grand, mm. but the special effects didn't. I think they spent all the money on. Uh, Put all the makeup on Jen Laguzma. <laughs> Her violator? <laughs> it could be. I, I, yeah, actually, I was like. But Michael J. White was like a fucking badass. Like, he mm. can really, like, whoop, like, in real life. He's built like a brick shit house in real life now, still. Yeah, he still is. But, like, yeah, if anyone was going to play a comic book super, superhero and not have to worry about stunt doubles. I had it for 18. Oh, shit. 
it's like the, the story behind it too. It's just epic. You know, yeah, John Leguizamo though, <laughs> just a cornball. Yeah, you you would realize like if you saw that movie, not knowing who like, not knowing he was in it, you wouldn't know who he was in that movie. Mm. Of course, you wouldn't know Michael J. White either. Yeah. <laughs> or Jai if you're an asshole. Or Jai if you're... Um, Michael Jai White. Yeah, Jai Turkey. Yeah. Number 36, I got a Frank Miller film. Sin City. Yeah, you know it. Uh, I got it for number 17. Oh, sweet. I, uh... When that movie came out... I went to the movie theater to watch it, and I didn't know what to really expect. And I thought, man, just how they paint a little bit of color in there, mm -hmm. um, it was, I don't know, it was really just really cool. Like, on screen, I thought it did, did really cool. You got, the, you got to watch out for them prostitutes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Dames. Yeah. Also, watch out for Elijah Wood. Yeah. Perv. <laughs> but, yeah, a lot of people, it's kind of like... It's kind of dark. Yeah, really does. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, but yeah, Frank Miller. I mean, that's kind of how he is, though. You know I mean, like I said, uh, we were talking about earlier. You read once you read like Dark Knight, and you realize the movie's good, but not the comics better. So check it out. And he did Daredevil. Awesome mm -hmm. story, Daredevil too. Then number thirty-five. We kind of uh, got a newer one. Came out maybe I think last year. Uh, Shang Chi. I haven't seen it. I just, I've seen a lot of stuff for oh, you didn't see one? No. Dang. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. Um, the guy's kind of like modern Jackie Chan. I thought some of the fight sequences were... Like Crouching yeah, Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Cr crouching Tiger? Yeah. yeah. Crouching Tiger. Yeah. Um, yeah, the fight sequences are pretty legit. You know, not a lot of, like, wire work and uh, super CG. It's You can kind of tell, like, it's him and he's doing... He's doing all his own stunts, so I get next legit. next year I get you. Yeah, it got kind of cheesy at the end. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna lie, I, I, but the first three quarters of the movie was cool, and then uh, the, the ending, the big battle scene, and kind of that's where it got. There's fucking dragons and shit involved, and mm. it gets it gets too over the top, and then I kind of go. Number thirty-five. I was going to say something about the Aquafina, but I didn't get the hype off of her either. No, I didn't. Aquafina? Yeah, no. I didn't even know who she was, and everyone's like, oh, Aquafina's in this movie. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Aquafina. She's just a comedian. She wasn't even funny. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. Right. You could have had anybody in there. You could have had, uh, well, I don't know, a different water brand. Dasani's. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Are your name is Vitamin Water? I got um number 35. This uh, features the Ageless Wonder Kevin Bacon. R.I.P.D. Rest in peace, police department. I figured you didn't put it in because it has Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Jeff Bridges is pretty badass in that movie. So pretty much, uh, if R.I.P.D. is about a cop who I think dies in the line of duty Ryan Reynolds and then uh, he learned he gets hired by the rest in peace police department in heaven and they got a pretty much I think it was people that are trying to like 
fight fate like like the evil souls they gotta hunt down and send them to hell pretty much like better words i just like the avatar that um you get stuck playing for ryan reynolds like a 80 year old chinese guy or something <laughs> <laughs> god dang he's in a lot of movies based on comics mm-hmm Uh, speaking of Frank Miller, another one, number 34, Battle of Thermopylae, 300. 300, did you say, Frank yes, Miller? I, I got it for number 300. <laughs> Dang. That was a pretty good one. The soundtrack was pretty solid, too. The soundtrack is good. Uh, I mean, if you want to get motivated to do anything, I mean, you watch that movie and you pretty much... You're ready to fight for Sparta. Go over to your neighbor's house and just shake his hand. Like Gerard Butler, like, like, he's just huge in that. All those guys yeah. got really jacked, you know. They did some hardcore, like eight month training, mm -hmm. you know. But even the the women. Mm -hmm. Leonidas. Yeah. Lift your shield. The hunchback is mm -hmm. <laughs> He wants to join, but he can't. What a traitor! That uh, man. When he when he. Went turncoat, ah, it's mm -hmm. put a sword right through his neck. They kind of like a golem. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Punch back. So number thirty-four. This would be like if you if we were grading this like on like oh like a comic book movie and a comic book movie based on a comic book with all the elements. It could, you could argue it for number one just for artwork wise. I got the Punisher War Zone for number thirty-four. Uh, it was directed by, I can't remember her name, but she was a female, and uh, she wanted to make it just like the Warzone comic book. Nailed it. You ever read the comic? All of them. Mm. <laughs> the Greg Rucka? Not that one. Oh. Oh. Because oh. Greg, Greg Rucka wrote the Punisher Warzone, the, the, that run. Oh, no, 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 way before that. Are you talking about, this? You talking about originals? Yeah, originals, oh, okay. yeah. Read the uh, read the Greg Rucker run. Mm -hmm. Pretty good if you like Punisher. Your little cancel culture is going after his skull now, so yeah, it's ridiculous sensitivities. I didn't have any Punishers on here. I thought about putting on that Dolph Lundgren. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, and the, but I was like, man, that one's because there's with, with Punisher you could do a really really cool, like just you could almost make it like Born style. But this hasn't been done. There hasn't been a Punisher movie. Although, again, with Netflix, that John Bernthal is in a mm. Punisher series. That is really good. Have you seen it? Yeah, there's only two seasons, though. It kind of sucks. Because it's not, it's not uh, going on anymore? Nope. Psh. Dang. Well, I bet he's a good choice to play. He's, <laughs> mm -hmm. he's, he's a savage. Yeah. All right. I got number 33, uh, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Ben Affleck, not my Superman. I mean, not my Batman. No. No, mine either. Yeah, I couldn't. I just, I'm yeah. not, just because Ben Affleck. I don't, yeah, I got him and Bat, I don't know why I get so upset with him when we're getting Batman. Well, I mean, he's no good at him. Yeah, so that's why. But, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I like seeing what they do with, like, Superman on movies. I don't know why. I mean, it's, you know. It's been hard for me with Superman after Christopher Reeves. 
That's what you grew up watching, Christopher Reeves as Superman. Yeah. And then he gets in that tragic accident, and then uh, just years pass. Whoever plays him, I couldn't just. Yeah. I guess I was so used to him growing up, I couldn't get pet with anybody else being Superman. Yeah, well, uh, do you remember when they did Superman uh, Part 4 with Nuclear Man? <laughs> the Quest for Peace? <laughs> the Quest for Pillow? That guy was played by, oh, what was that guy's name? Something, Pillow. His last name was Pillow. Mm-hmm. That guy who played Nuclear Man? Horrible. Also, I didn't like in the Batman vs. Superman. Uh, I like Jesse Eisenberg, but they shouldn't have made him Lex Luthor. I didn't, I didn't really like that. It's kind of... He tried to be like Joker. That's all stupid. Fuck, man, your face looked like you were ready to <laughs> just barf, but... No, no. Yeah, he was... Went down there on a pipe, too. Oh. Yeah, he was, uh... I felt like he was trying too hard to be psycho. Mm-hmm. Like, really wasn't like that. He was a little bit more, uh... Um, controlled. Mm-hmm. you trying to be like... Yeah, fucking whiny and... So I'm glad I haven't watched it, then. Oh, oh, you didn't... Oh, well, yeah, um... Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg plays Lex Luthor. Mm. I didn't Must be friends with somebody options. or related to somebody, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably. Hollywood, Hollywood politics, I guess. Yeah. So, number 33. Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. I got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one. What's up? I have, that's my number one. <laughs> that's your number one. Damn! Man, that movie had so many memories for me when I was a mm. kid growing up. I don't even know where to start. I had a big spiel about how I was going to, like, reminisce. Be a turtle yourself? Oh, man. Um, yeah. With the, the whole movie coming out, I went to a movie theater and watched that. And, like, the turtles, there was, like, some hype. Before the movie came out. You gonna be alright? I don't know. I feel like I got burp, but it might be all liquid. <laughs> but, uh, so there was like a little bit of hype about, oh man, the, they're gonna have a Ninja Turtles movie out, and you, like you saw like the previews and stuff, and it looked like, okay, that's, that looks pretty cool. You ain't never seen nothing like that before. And then the movie, or like those costumes and all that, like, I'm, when you're a kid, you like believe in all that shit, and I, I totally did. I was like, damn, I'm gonna be a damn turtle on my. When that movie was over, I was, like, kicking random people, like, just... <laughs> just assaulting people. Yeah. Sure. And then Turtles were everywhere. The video games came out. Yep. Nintendo had video games, and I played that thing seriously, like, all day. I mean, I did not want to do anything else and play that play that game. And I was, like, out of the group of friends I hung out with, I was about the only one who could, like, get to the Technodrome. On the arcade one? Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't possible. Or they had a. I remember there was another one too. Came out like I can't remember which. They had the turtles back in time. That one kind of sucked. That one kind of sucked because they had like Krang was floating in the background. You could always <laughs> see him like floating in the background. But they just sped up the sped up the play a little bit more. But uh, yeah, like the uh, the turtles arcade uh, style game. That one, man, I could if I was Donatello, that no stopping me. Oh yeah, the bowl staff. You need to be Leonardo or Donatello in that game. I remember because yeah. you need to reach with those robots. Yeah, they had that reach. And then you had like. Whoever you your boss had to make sure you kind of went behind them, and then you could just you could like jump up as they do yeah. their charge, like Rocksteady. Yeah. You know, you just yeah. you jump over them, and then you could get in two hits, jump over them, yeah. get in two hits. It was so slow, and but I remember they had that one too, like where it had like 
like they were small on top of the screen. And then you'd go into like a building, and then it would come up like 2D then or something like that. And then uh, I can't remember what it was called for that, or it was, maybe it was just TMNT. I couldn't remember. But I, if you played it long enough, you could unlock the turtle van to drive. <laughs> Pizza for wheels. Mm. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Dang, so much for my number one. No, we're both correct. Yeah. Um, number 32, uh, I have X-Men First Class. Don't have it. Dang. <laughs> Which one? What year did that one come out? First class? Yeah. Jeez, I want to say uh, probably like 14 or 13 maybe. And then what happened? I can't remember that one. So X-Men First Class, that's when like uh, the beginning of like old Magneto gets brought in. You know, he's like good at the time. He's good. Him and uh, Charles are like bringing in all these other mutants for the school and stuff like that. But then Magneto kind of like. As he decides he doesn't really want uh, he want that he wants he wants more mm-hmm. so he kind of defects from the school and changes that's when he's working on that helmet because he yeah. never had that helmet yep so when he had that helmet like uh, Xavier couldn't couldn't get through to him and then that that one's the one where um, he deflected that bullet at the end and, and uh, Charles got paralyzed then because oh. uh, he deflected it and it went into Charles's spine. That's why you got the wheelchair. Yep. Ah, okay. I should probably watch it now, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like, um, that's like the prequel of, of those guys. It's, it's Magneto and uh, Xavier's story, basically. They're, they're early. Actually, yeah, it sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 32 here. This is an animated film. Rated R. Oh, Part of my Batman DC universe. Mark Hamill does the voice in this movie, The Joker. I got The Killing Joke. Have you ever watched The Killing Joke? I didn't. I never watched it, um, but I uh, I've read that comic. Yeah, I just like it because it pretty much uh, paints uh, Joker's story, uh, how he came to be, and Joker wasn't all bad to begin with. And what gets me is does uh, before I really started de- the digging deep in the Batman universe, and then from my research now, like, that's uh, confusing is, uh, so Batman and Barbara Gordon, she was Batgirl, and then, obviously, they, they hook up in this, uh, in the killing joke, and I go, oh, that makes sense, oh, they had a relationship, but then you do your research with DC Comics, no, like, Barbara Gordon has a thing with Robin, so, but overall, it was, it was a pretty good, a surprise how good it was for being an animated radar movie. The, um, when the comic comic came out, Alan Moore wrote that comic too. That was a huge. That's like a, you know, in the whole comic history of comics since they've been out, you could probably pick maybe ten storylines that are like, oh, those are monumental mm-hmm. uh, things that happened in the comics that really threw everything on its head. The uh, Joker shooting Barbara in the doorway was mm-hmm. like, that was like a huge thing. We're like, oh, whoa, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, Joker, yeah, he's fucking psychotic. The younger Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number 31, I have uh, Venom. So close. I have it for 29. Dang. Dude, man. 
Cue it up, yeah. Cue it up Tom Hardy made. Uh, he was pretty good. Pick for Venom. Mm -hmm. Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> so if you don't know who Venom is, Venom is uh, for the people that don't watch. I'm seeing him. Are familiar? He was uh, Spider-Man's nemesis. Who? Uh, what's the proper terminology? He's considered a symbiote or something. Because he, he was a normal guy, and then he got that whole. You remember his name? Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Who has an insatiable taste for humans after this whole thing goes wrong in experiment? <laughs> well, actually, it puts Venom in a different light because he, he grew up watching the comic or the TV show, like the cartoon, and then you watch Venom, like in a movie. It puts a different light to Venom, though, like where his intentions are as a per as whatever he's dealing with or what he's struggling with. He's always been a, um, not a 100%. He's not an, an enemy, even though he's fighting Spider-Man and stuff like that. But there's times where they fought together. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man and him teamed up. Now, Carnage, that's different. Yeah. Um, and there's even, like, Anti-Venom now. And there's a lot of uh, Spider-Man's, you know, that we'll talk mm -hmm. all day about his, uh, mm -hmm. look behind you. <laughs> on the, on the, mm -hmm. on the table, on the. Oh, yeah, right there. Hi. <laughs> Like, I know what X-Pan's on TV, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Logan. I was talking about a Venom, a Venom uh, action figure. Hashtag nerd. I won't judge it. Uh, number 31. Uh, I got the Avengers for 31. The first one? Yeah. No, but I didn't put the first one in there. I think it's all, all I like is the first one because I just felt like they kept really? overdoing it after that. Like, oh, just because I like I said, they make so many movies of it, it's hard for me to really. Who has like two hours to watch every time a movie comes out every year with these? My hand went up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, number thirty for me, uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Oh, the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay, no, I don't have that. That's a good one, though. It is a good one. Yeah. That's one of the few Captain Americas I like. Yeah, I can't remember. Who played the Winter Soldier again? Um, well, Bucky, Bar Bucky Barnes. I can't remember that guy's uh, real name. Yeah, I can't remember his real oh, name. Oh, okay. We got the Bucky Barnes, so it's half point for you. Yeah. He did a pretty good job, though. I know that. Mm -hmm. I thought it looked, it looked good on film, and then... Their uh, their fight sequences and stuff are really good, and then of course, you know, Black Widow was in there fighting too. No, I go figure. <sighs> so what number are you on right now? That one, I uh, was uh, number thirty for me. Thirty, okay. So I'm on number thirty right now. If you like absinthe, you like this one. Number thirty. Okay. I got from hell. Number thirty. Oh, that Johnny Depp. One. Johnny Depp one. Mm -hmm. Try to hunt down Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Absent-minded. Yeah. I didn't, didn't get it. Oh, you, you didn't like that one at all? Or? No, I liked it. I liked it. So I would that. Well, tell me, it's like, oh, it's a comic. I didn't know it was a comic book movie. That's mm -hmm. originally. That's why I put it in. Like when I did my research, I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. Um, mm, who wrote that one? I don't know why I think Alan Moore, but I could be way yeah. off here. And you know now just because he got me wondering, Alan Moore, graphic novel. It was Alan Moore. Yep. 
First time I beat Google with getting something right. <laughs> yeah. And Eddie Campbell. Oh, did you want to say something else about it? No, you're good. Oh. No, you're good. Well, uh, number 29 for me is uh, Deadpool Part 2. I don't have Part 2. Okay. The only part I like about that movie was like that kid who had a shanky head in his ass. His prison wallet? <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, how, like, yeah, like, uh, Ryan Reynolds, like, watch a little statue with his butt knife or something like that. It was stupid, but it's funny. There's a lot of, like, I don't really care for Ryan Reynolds. I don't, but I do like Deadpool. Um, and, like, there was a lot of people that jumped on the Deadpool bandwagon, like, when Ryan Reynolds was tagged with it. But, like, Deadpool was out in, like, in 1991 mm-hmm. um, in a comic called uh, X-Force, which was uh, created by Rob Liefeld. And, uh, it, like, his character's always been always been that way, just smart mouth and nothing that you'd ever seen before. So it really struck a chord with, like, kids and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, look, he's not this typical like he's different he's a mercenary you know mm-hmm. a merc with the mouth and all that <laughs> yeah and ryan reynolds i mean people like him because he's kind of got like a sarcastic wittiness to him i don't always think he's funny but i do like deadpool so it's kind of like i'm split yeah you know? i was like man well why'd it have to be him you know mm-hmm. <laughs> So on me, number 28, Chris Hemsworth, Thor. The first one? Yep, the first Thor. Oh, man. Oh. I just like his origins, his story. And I like, that, and his, his face there didn't look real. Mm. Didn't it look like it was made out of clay? Uh, I guess I... Like his eyebrows were like, looked like they are like, fake. Wasn't it like, I can't remember, was it coffee he was drinking in the beginning? Or was it, <laughs> where he loses his shit, or was it beer? I couldn't remember. Uh, well, I don't know, because I can't uh, get over how his, like, uh-huh. the beard didn't look real, the eyebrows didn't look real, his face looked waxy. I guess I'm about to really, like, really look at this. Yeah, you got, yeah, uh, that one just, compared to, like, how he is now in, like, the um, Avengers stuff, and then even, like, the later one, uh, Thor... The latest movie that he was in. Don't want to ruin it for him. Okay. <laughs> A different kind of look. So. 27. Uh, Man of Steel. I don't, I don't have... Fuck, man. Dang. Didn't that one just come out not that long ago? Man of Steel? No, that was like 2008. Oh, okay. That was uh, Zack Snyder. Oh, okay. So, so that was like the, the first... Not the Brendan Routh. Yeah. You know, like 2002. 2006. Was that 2006? I think it was 2006. Holy shit. Yeah, so like his 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 Superman, his version of Superman, and then had General Zod, and there mm-hmm. was Michael Shannon. I thought he did a pretty good General Zod. Yeah, was, um, that guy's yeah. versatile in anything. Okay. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But. So number 27 for me, Jim Carrey, The Mask. I thought you were gonna say, uh, <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say, um, Batman. Uh... No, 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 not Batman Forever. <laughs> yeah, no, I got no. Oh, I got the mask. Got yeah, it. I didn't realize that was a comic either. I mean, the mask. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Just to, 
That was like the beginning of Jim Carrey's run with humor. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was like a two-year run there where he was mm-hmm. like cranking out all these hits, you know. I didn't put that one down on the list. Um, I didn't really like that movie. No? No. Smoke him! Or I can't remember all the lines. It's been quite yeah. a while. Cameron Diaz? Yeah. I think that was like her first role, big role. Yeah. Somebody of age. me. Yeah. Now she's married to one half of uh, Breaking Benjamins. Oh. Benji Madden. Benji Madden. Benji Madden? I don't know. For any of you emos out there. <laughs> I'm on number 26 now. I got another X-Men movie, Days of Future Past. Don't have it. Damn. That was 26 for you? Yeah. So we're going to do my 26 here, then we're going to take a quick break. Uh, We're not hitting the matches like I thought. No, no, I think I might be missing it too, because right now before I hit this one here, we're at 5, 10, 14, 14 and a half right now. (laughs) Be lucky even if I even hit it. I thought, okay. But that's alright, that's that's where we, I think we got more variety for people to Google and check out now Mm -hmm. for show-wise, which is good. So before we take a quick break here, and uh, Professor T gets his burps out, number 26. (laughs) Professor Burps? Yeah. Captain America, the Chris Evans one, just the first, like the first Avenger, oh, number twenty-six. Uh, the first Avenger. No, didn't have it. I could do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> and they made him look like such a pipsqueak. You yeah, know, like all. and then all of a sudden, there's like what, before the movie, before he started working out, type thing. Yeah, and then. Well, I thought that like just superimposed his face on what it looked like. Like a, looked like my body from like, when I was in like fourth grade. Like Mr. Puniverse. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets, turns into Mr. Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Give me some of that serum. Yeah. Tony Stark, Stark Industries. So I feel like America, like we love Captain America. Get some bourbon. No, um, anyways, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. New swing sounds, yeah. Everybody let's move. Vanilla is filled with a new jack. Groove gonna rock and roll the place with the power of the Ninja Turtle base. Iceman. You know I'm not playing, devastate the show what the turtles are saying. Ninja, ninja, rap, ninja, ninja, rap, ninja, ninja, rap, go, 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 ninja, go, ninja, 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 go, go. And welcome back to part two. Coming to you live from the Sawdust City Studios. Hope you enjoyed that uh, song you heard, which is um, got a catchy beat. Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice, yeah. <laughs> so, Ice. Professor T, starting with you, where are you at? Number 25 for me. This movie was pretty controversial when it came out uh, about two years ago. Um, just about how dark it was but uh it was called joker <laughs> i was trying to nail his laugh <laughs> oh he's walking around the corner <laughs> yeah yeah a joke maybe if i punch you in the balls if I... <laughs> actually i put it was i was impressed with, like how dark it was and then i like obviously the ending leads up to maybe something to come in the future or two I uh, I was uh, even though it's a different take on Joker's origins compared to the Killing Joke, 
I actually liked it a lot. I was I just recently watched that too. I have for number eight. Yeah. I like it too. I was impressed how they made Gotham. Well, even though it's kind of like a New York City style looking, it looks like New York City from the eighties. Just got trash everywhere, and then like just the vehicles were pretty. Like everything was perfect for like that time frame. It was set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was. Uh... I think it was supposed to be in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, 70s, 80s, yeah. Yeah, like, I want to say it was the 76 or 70-something, 70 78 maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, that um, that take on the Joker was, it was different than, like, even anything well, in, in the comic. You know? well, what gets me, too, is I'm going to say, because if I was going to have this movie first before you, like, what do you, when I say the name Todd Phillips, what do you think? Now, one person would ever think the Joker, if you didn't know. You right. think Todd Phillips is a hangover, or any other things, stupid humor, and it's hilarious, though, or what, old school. But, yeah, Todd Phillips directed this one. I was pretty impressed for him. He did a good job, yeah. Uh, like, just the story, too, with him, like, Joker, like, he, he can't make it as a comedian, really, or a clown. But you feel bad for the guy, in a way, too, like, because society shits on him, right? It's true, like, where he just doesn't help. He's a perfect example of, like, the mental health problem with this country and right. it does have some good things to light how you know like the help isn't there for people with, with actual mental health issues and yeah. we kind of brush them aside in society a little bit and it does bring some light to that so I'll give him that I think he had like it was the whole the whole thing the whole uh, you know maybe uh, who he thought his mom really was you know and um, put him up for adoption and uh, that really wasn't his mm-hmm. mom um, you know and some lingering mental health uh, issues on top of that uh you know the, the him whole imagining that his neighbor uh you know like had a thing going and uh, that was that was dark. <laughs> yeah yeah that was dark yeah that was yeah pretty and uh even though they don't show it but they imply that yeah he, he killed her i do sure he did okay i'm gonna do a joke uh, knock knock it's the police. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. You gotta watch the movie because it's near the end for that. Get away for the punchline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Murray. That's okay, Murray. Yes, yeah, I'm gonna have Joaquin Phoenix. Like, if you had to rank like, Jokers, I would ask this. It's some on the fence between Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix. They both play good Jokers. Yeah. Well, and this is like a completely. This is like a different take on, on Heath Ledger's Joker, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, both good, but not even, not really identical. Mm-hmm. It's original, you could say, yeah, they're both creative, they don't, yeah, yeah, so definitely, even if, like, like I said, it was pretty, like, he's right, there's some dark spots, you're like, oof, but overall, like, story-wise, I think it's something you should check out if you're a fan of the mm-hmm. Batman, anything Batman universe, or the, or, I mean, for DC Comics, Batman universe, when you get technical. There's a reason he got the I think he got an Oscar for that. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, he deserved it. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Batman, we're on Batman, so it's on me now. Number twenty-four. I got uh, Rachel Ghoul here. Mm. Batman Begins, number twenty-four. League of Shadows. Yeah, because uh, Christian Bale's my well, Michael Keaton's my Batman, but Christian Bale's my second Batman. I didn't have uh, Batman Begins. I did on my, because this is like the third mm-hmm. list I made. I did have it on my first original list, but I thought I had too many. 
Mm-hmm. So I cro- crossed off. Yeah, I was like getting Batman heavy. I, I know. I, I tried. I had to, to tone back some Batman stuff because there's more stuff that could have added to it from Batman. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when they make uh, ten movies of the same yeah. Spider-Man, Batman, uh, uh, Avengers, and uh, X-Men. I mean, you're limited. To, it's not like they have every comic book character out there. And no one's talking about Green Lantern, so I mean, that's never going to get a vote. Yeah, well, because the whole stupid, like, he's in a CGI the whole time. Bruce Wayne? Yes, Ryan Reynolds. What about Steel? No, let's talk about that. Could that be? I don't know. On <laughs> you. For my number uh, 24, I got your guy, Christopher Reeve. The original Superman. You got it for number 9. Mm-hmm. Superman 78. Because mm-hmm. it's just that good. I think I saw, I don't know if it was from that Superman or the next one. It was on Pawn Stars that one of his suits made it. Like, the actual, for oh, the really? wardrobe. And uh, it's, like, worth, like, 300000 or $500,000 in mint condition. Damn. That's a pretty penny to spend, though. Yeah. I thought you were going to say it was the kryptonite chain that uh, yeah. Lex Luthor threw on him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it says, Tasper! <laughs> <laughs> Who also was uh, talented. Uh, so if you remember that song that just got played before this, uh, during the break. I do remember it. So I got TMNT number two, Secret of the Ooze. Crank it up. Cue it up. Cue it up. I got it for, for number 21. 21. That, I think that's close enough. I should just play Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Toka and Razor. All right, so it's, I'm closer to cover the spread than you are. Yeah, that's true. I got to really, we got to match like the next 20 for me. Like all of them. Yeah. Uh, it's possible, but uh, really, well, well, why, well, why don't you give me your next one? Let's see if we can get the right track. Uh, my next one, this was, uh, it's the Suicide Squad, but the one that they just did. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't get, like, I, like, like, I just... Honorable mention, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And I, I haven't seen the newer one in your defense. And then I've seen the, obviously, one a couple years back with uh, Jerry Bell. That one's shit. Yeah. That one's shit. Uh, this one's a lot more, uh, a lot more, like, really dry humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cena plays the peacemaker in there. Yeah, that's making the There's a lot of dick jokes. And, uh, like, just, uh, the violence is, like, over the top. But they're, the inside humor, uh, they're ripping on each other. There's good, it's good humor. And I thought, I was like, I, I really, because the first Suicide Squad was so bad, I'm like, why are they already doing another one of these? Because it was that bad. That one sucked. I'm like, man, this, so I, I just watched it probably like, um, like two weeks ago. I was like, damn, that was a lot better. I mean, obviously, it ranked in the twenty number 23 for me. I, I liked it that much, so mm-hmm. give it a shot, man. Doesn't do the Joker laugh for you, but. It's not like my car, but... Yeah, it has a condition. A serpentine belt. Number 32. I mean, correct, not 32. 22. I got red. I didn't... I did want to put that in. I, I probably should have put that one in there. I like that movie. I don't yeah. know why I didn't put Bruce it in Bruce Willis, Chad Malkovich. You got a whole yeah. cast of characters. I know. They're like a suicide squad in a way. Yeah. One problem with red is, like, I don't even remember that even being a comic. Yeah, I didn't even know it was a comic book until after the fact when I was doing my list. So, yeah, I was like, I don't know why that why that got made because I've never heard of that comic book. 
anymore. I'm not saying I know everything about comics, but mm-hmm. I have not yet. I've yet to see that comic book. <laughs> I'm trying to like sum it up in like a couple words for people, like if they were interested. If you could say it's pretty much a group of mercenaries, like slash superheroes. Yeah, I think they're like retired and like, but they're all hitmen, pretty much. Yeah, they're all or hit persons. If you want to like, if we don't want to be politically correct, hit persons. Yeah. Gender fluid. Gender fluid killers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm bumped up to number twenty, and then I have the Dark Knight Rises. For number 20? Yeah. Gotham Turk Control. I can't do it anymore. I used to really feel like you could do the Bane voice. Oh, be, uh... Let's see if I can try it in this glass. Darkness is your ally. I was born. <laughs> I was born in it. Raised in it. You nearly adopted it. Hey, we can, we can probably polished a little bit maybe yeah because we probably do that's it's yeah it's, uh, it's hard to do if you get it like that's something you gotta you can't just do all you gotta like really practice because i have it for number 19. oh shit perhaps he's wondering why you'd shoot a man in the head before you throw him out of a plane <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering what would break first <laughs> your spirit or your body <laughs> number 21 i got the losers I was also going to say, uh, yeah, before that, I was going to say, sometimes when you, like, these movies, do you feel like they, they're they better because of the villain sometimes? Yeah, no, because I think in a way they do. Because, like, okay, it doesn't help them buy us, so with, obviously, any Batman, Christian Bale. But I think, like, a... And, but, like, like, that, that, like, how Tom Hardy portrayed Bane and just how dark he was and just ruthless and merciless. But, you know, because, like, the Bane was in Batman Forever... In, no, not Batman or, Forever. Um, it was a Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin. That was garbage. Was horseshit. That was dog shit. And I, I like that style, minus when Jules Schumacher took over. Because it still, it still was like Burton-esque, but not the same. Yeah. And like they had all of them in there, Freeze and Ivy and all that. Yeah, they made, they, they, they made them all like they made Bane look like a bitch, mm-hmm. pretty much, lack of better words. Yeah. There's not, there's not one thing in the Jules Schumacher. If you look at any of the villains, where it's like, dude, fucking ruthless, or that's a Batman. No, like. None of them were like that, out of that, over the top, or, yeah, it was like, just a... Alfred was more of a Bane than uh, Bane. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Wolfbane. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Don't let me get gas leak in here. Don't let it match, so... Bat bomb. Yeah. Is that on me? Yeah, I was going to add about us doing the losers real oh, quick. Oh, you said yeah. losers. Yeah, yeah losers, yeah, yeah. I want explain. So losers is, uh, you, you saw that one though, right? The one with Woody Harrelson. Woody, that whole crew, like where they're like, it's like that rig tag trio of uh, like special forces kind of guy. Is that the one where like, uh, is someone dressed up in like some like the United States flag or something? Oh, uh, because it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember just like that sniper guy being so cool in there with the cowboy hat. And don't they have the, like a uh, have like their high, their uh, their hangout is like in some little? No, oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. You got Chris Evans in it. Uh, so it's uh, so Jeffrey Dean Morgan is Team SU Special Forces. They are approached by a mysterious woman to exact revenge on their ha- on her on their handler Max, who betrayed them. Now here's the the or the movie cover. I don't, I don't think maybe I didn't see that one. No, I'm trying yeah. to remember. If I, 
some movie of that there's someone dressed up in a really cheesy uh, U.S. Uh, like they were Mr. Freedom or some. No, no. Uh, maybe I'm thinking the Running Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that Captain Freedom. Uh, okay, so this one, um, I watched the movie before, like when it first came out, I watched the movie and I didn't know that it was based on a comic book. Uh, I just thought the movie was really good and then, you know, found out later that it was uh, based on a comic book, but it's, uh, uh, called Road to Perdition. Yeah, I thought that was, uh, I thought about putting it in there. Yeah, 2002, it came out with Tom Hanks, even though I ruined Tom Hanks for everybody in the last show. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that's a good pick. No, I really like that. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't I didn't read the comic book, but I mean the movie's pretty good. Yeah, like the whole era there with the like that shit, nineteen thirties. Yeah, like the depression. So on uh, me here, number twenty. I really hope, judging by the character that's or the token that sits on this table. I got X-Men Origins, Wolverine, 2009. You didn't like it? So my gripe with that one is the Ryan Reynolds. Oh. So Ryan Reynolds, at the end, that movie would have been perfect. Great. You didn't need to put that X, Project X, X, whatever the fuck they called him, um, which was a precursor to the Deadpool, Deadpool character, yeah. but they didn't call him that. They called him like... Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and then they had like all of Wolverine's capabilities and everything like that. Um, just didn't didn't like that. Didn't like that part at all. I just thought the story was good in the beginning. How it all it was. It was started. good. Like the beginning. Yeah, the like beginning. I felt part, like it was really true to everything. The too, beginning though. part is good, and that's why like foreshadowing. That's why that the movie that is on the list about him is going to be as high as it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> But yeah, the beginning part, even like when his brother and all that, like, you know, and he's got his, they're just living off in the little house, mm-hmm. and he's got that girl, and... Silver Fox. Yeah, he's working on the, what is he, like a lumberjack or some logging, looking like a logger, logging company. Or Pretty much in every major conflict. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if they would have did more of the movie just about like that, and then just kept that Ryan Reynolds for Project X shit out of it, it would have been like... They waited how many years afterwards to really put it out there anyways, too. Mm-hmm. So it's on you. It's a Tim Burton's Batman, Batman Returns. For which number? 18. I have it for 12. Yeah. I believe that one made it on our Christmas one. Oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking about it, I remember. Well, it's good, though. I can't help it. Michelle Pfeiffer plays a hell of a cat woman. Danny DeVito is by far the, one of the best penguins. Yeah. He's perfect for that. Mm-hmm. He was perfect for that penguin. Mm-hmm. And then just uh, the way Tim Burton, like, I mean, he's had a couple of flops, I guess, in some of his later movies now, but and he was on a hot streak for, like, mid-'80s to After his Beetle Guys was the, obviously the number one gross film we talked about a while ago. So you go Beetlejuice into Batman. Batman Returns was kind of like the, the peak for a little bit. Well, Nightmare Before Christmas we can add in there too. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, but then it really started tanking. 
but you know, I always appreciate his early stuff. Mm-hmm. I like his style. Gothic suburbia. If you remember last show, Gothic suburbia. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, America. Mm-hmm. So we're on me. So my number seventeen. Constantine, number seventeen. You didn't put it. You like that one? I didn't. That's another one of those where, like, the comic is so much better than, mm-hmm. like, what that movie was. And it pissed me off. And then I heard that he wants to, like, Keanu Reeves is pushing to do a sequel right now. Mm-hmm. They could probably do it better. I don't know if, like, sometimes I feel like you don't have the right writer or the director. And maybe they're just, like, maybe not in tune with, like, the actual comic book and everything like that. But, um,. Because that comic character uh, is so different. And it's dark. It's pretty mm-hmm. dark. So, And it had a lot of, like, obviously, dark undertones and stuff like that. But, but I just like a lot of calories. And then, obviously, he's fighting demons. Uh, I, I can't pronounce it. Constantine. Oh, the guy that played uh, Lou in there, or Lucifer. Uh, Peter Stormeyer, how do you say his name? Stormeyer? I thought he has, like, a Russian accent or whatever. He talks... That guy is pretty versatile for villains. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see if they, uh, well, they'll probably put it on some streaming service, HBO Plus or Disney Plus or whoever. I think Constantine might be a DC property. Could be, or Tubi's. <laughs> Tubi's? Tubi Tele, or two, that's one of the streaming apps. Oh, Tubi. really? Yeah. Another one? Jeez. Peacock? That's another one. Amazon's Prime? No. Yeah. We already matched with Harley Duck, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, For number 16, I have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I don't want to have it. Really? Uh, Yondu, huh? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen any Guardian, Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxies? Oh, I like that one. Uh, I like that makeup you got put on uh, Batista. He's he's pretty funny because like that mantis character mm-hmm. when he's like, oh she's ugly. Like on the outside she's oh horrendous. She's not pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh look at her look. And but she's pretty on the inside. <laughs> like he's so uh, I don't know it's uh, he's not being he's not trying to be mean because he, it's like he doesn't get it you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Chris Pratt, he's pretty, he's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So number sixteen, I got Stallone movie here. <laughs> I was waiting for this one. <laughs> you, I knew you're gonna. I was waiting for this shit to come on. Like, I wonder where he's gonna put fucking Judge Dredd. <laughs> yeah, Judge Dredd. I, I, didn't, I didn't put it on mine, and I mean, I, I even watched the remake. Mm-hmm. I actually turned the remake off. I couldn't even do the remake at all. I was like, okay, you're trying too hard with that stop. The, the way they're like slowing everything mm-hmm. down. Couldn't do it. But I thought that Stallone one was really bad. Really cheesy. Right up my alley. Right, that's <laughs> what you get when you have Stallone as the lead. When you get Rob Schneider. <laughs> Basically, Judge Dredd and um, Demolition Man were almost like the same movie. Mm-hmm. He was in that one too. So yeah, all the cuts they take out of the Demolition Man. Yeah, we'll make it Judge Dredd. 
Except they had a different planet, though. Like, remember, like, those... They're very cool. Yeah, I guess that's a... You could do a big crossover and kind of tell the difference. That was, like, well, their, that was their sequel, but we just called it something else. No, except no Demolition Man? No, like, that, that, that's when the cops are too politically like, the, how they are now. They're, they're making them where, like, you know, if you got, like, you did a foul language, you got a ticket or yeah. a citation. Yeah. And then... Screen's illegal? Sex is illegal, so I hope they ain't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's got to be by virtual reality. Yeah. I was even kiss her a wild mambo, the hunk of chunka. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know what uh, sex leads to, John Spartan? Yes, I do. Kids desire to raid the fridge, smoking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was good. I knew. All right. Uh, uh, number 14. This is the one I was talking about that... Uh, I rewatched this and just recently, and uh, realized wow, there's some really good like funny one-liners on here. But Blade Two. Oh shit! I don't have Blade Two. That um, have you ever seen it? Yeah, I've seen all three of them. So I watched it when it first came out. I was like, then I never watched it again. I always thought like Blade One was like the the good one, and I, re- I just just rewatched it. And I was laughing in my ass off, and I wrote down one of the uh, one of the lines here. <laughs> he goes. Uh, so like Chris Christopherson, you know who that is? Mm-hmm. He plays the old guy Whistler, and uh, so he gets kind of brought back to life a little bit in the second one. And uh, Wesley Snipes' Blade character is teamed up with these uh, the other vampires that are hunt- hunting down this hybrid type of vampire, and uh, they're all skeptical on Whistler whether or not they can trust him because he actually was being turned, mm-hmm. um, and they don't think like he's gonna. They think that he's gonna have a thirst. For, for blood and that they uh, shouldn't really they should just kill him or whatever so they're always ripping on him and stuff like that so they go on this one mission and uh, this one guy goes he said something about uh, um, what type of like uh, infrared goggles they should should be wearing or whatever and he and the guy goes listen shit kicker you're almost one cunt hair <laughs> away from hillbilly heaven <laughs> and I don't know I don't know why, I'm sorry about the C word, but I that, that line made me laugh out loud, so I'm like, I gotta write that down to use it today. That was so funny. Yeah, Chris Chris Thompson was a badass in all of them. Yeah. Yeah, for like an old time guy, like, you know, I mean, you I, gotta, don't, yeah. I don't want to compare him to uh, the man, but, you know. Yeah. He, he, he carries his own. Type? No, well, Clint Eastwood. Clint, oh, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> but yeah, he, he carries his own in, in his own sort of. Uh, be number 14 this is a this was a comic book series from 1950 to 1953 weird science <coughs> so that was another one that I was like I, I did I did read that it's uh, based on a, a comic book I'm like I, I never knew that was a comic book so I didn't put it in even though I love that movie. that's a great movie yeah uh, I was like that's a classic movie I don't even think that deserves to be on like this list is mm-hmm. you know like comic book movies how many people know that that's a comic book? I just found out a couple hours ago. That's good research. <laughs> exactly. Had, had some list filler spots. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I like it so much, I gotta put it here. Right. I, uh, number 13. This is another one where uh, I rewatched it and didn't realize how good it was. So uh, I have Superman 2, the mm-hmm. uh, Christopher Reeve Superman thing. And I was like, man, that that holds up, actually. No, like, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm talking zero, uh, like, 
CGI. Mm-hmm. Maybe some rope work and stuff like that. Um, maybe some hydraulics and stuff. But for the most part, that's pretty much real. No, it's solid. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I don't have it. I, I, I should though. I should. I really yeah, thought should. about it. I'm, you should I'm, really. I'm a little ashamed right now. I feel like Christopher Reeve, man. That that needs to be. Mm-hmm. Because that's when he tells Lois who he is. He he told her a secret, but then he then he gave her memory wash at the end, so it didn't matter. Yep, <laughs> that's right. So number thirteen, you you gotta have this movie. Number thirteen, The Watchmen. I do. I have it for number eight. Okay, I figured it would. Yeah, that's I, I just Another, like this uh, dystopian type society. Yeah, just uh, you know, can't trust the government and. Uh, do you want do you want vigilantes walking around and helping or can you trust them? Uh, but that, they're trying to make a bad name for them then. That comic book, um, I bought I bought that comic book years ago, but um, and it's a heavy it's a heavy read. Um, top three comic books I've ever read in my life. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if I I always recommend certain comics to people, but that one will always be, yeah, mm-hmm. you have to read that one because it's. If you would look on any list, it's top one and two on uh, best comics ever written. It's that good, mm-hmm. and it's 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 long and there's a, it's a lot of dialogue and stuff like that, but it's worth it. In the movie, Zack Snyder, I think he did a, a pretty good job. I think it's it's fifty fifty mm-hmm. split. A lot of people didn't like it, um, but they think like they want something too. They think it's too. Um, Like Hulk, uh, Hokey with like the Owl Man and uh, the love on all that, you know, the whole thing. Didn't Didn't Zack Snyder do uh, like the Walking? I mean, uh, the uh, Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of got him on the map a little bit. Uh, you know, it's from Appleton. Oh, I did not know that part. Yeah, like because you look at like Zack. I don't know, like like now it's like too much Zack Snyder. Like where he, I think he's just. He's made enough money, doesn't give a shit. Like he used to with creative juices a little bit. I got a funny story. I got a funny story. This will, this will come uh, another foreshadowing moment about uh, Zack Snyder. So yeah, stay, wait, stay tuned. Stay tuned if you're stay, still there. Stay tuned, yeah. If you so uh, hung in, do not shout a bourbon. Hung in tight, goddamn Eminem stole. Oh, that Eminem. I thought you were talking about like Marshall Mathers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Lose yourself. Um, let's see. Uh, number twelve, Avengers: uh, Infinity War. Yeah, like I said, I only had the first Avengers. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but the story, the story is good. Like the, the Infinity War, even though for the oversaturation, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then There's the, certain so like the reason I get why movies are made uh, from comics and stuff like that. If you go down the list and stuff, you can go down each one. And say, well, that was a big story in, like, Avengers. Infinity War is a huge story in the Avengers comics. Watchmen is a huge comic book in the comic book world. Um, you know, just go down the list or whatever. The Dark Knight, um, that's a major part of, like, Batman's comic book story. So, sorry. No, I, I was getting, I was in, he had me enthralled. I'm like, all right. But if they would just do that, if they would just do that and stick to like certain books that are like, okay, what part of what book 
for this character was like his arc, his best that it was. Mm-hmm. Make a movie on that. Don't just do like how many Spider-Man movies can you make with this? I was done after the first one. Will Will Defoe's basically. <laughs> yeah. What about Otto Octavius? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, number eleven. I know you don't have this one, but maybe you do because you had part two for this one. I got le- number eleven, Deadpool. Uh, for number six. It's good, man. <laughs> yeah. Just the humor, and then uh, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, TJ. TJ Miller. TJ Miller. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Hilarious. Your face looks like a prune that had sex with another prune, and then got cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a fun movie to watch uh, when it came out in the theater. Mm-hmm. So it's like the first R-rated comic book based movie. So it's like, oh wow, they're actually like saying bad words and like it's just so, like over the top, like just the shit though. Like all like the lines though he has are pretty funny if you like them or not. Just the shit he says and how it just keeps flowing. And then I like how that's the style of how the beginning of the movie starts, where all that slow motion chaos going around and stuff, and then everything gets pieced together. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then how he can, like, pretty much anything can happen to him. And, eh. He's going to die, so. He had to go through some shit to get there, though. So. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, number 11. I'm not sure if this one will make it on your list. It made it on a one one of my lists uh, earlier, or last year. But, uh, The Crow. What number? Number 11. I got it for number 2. Oh, that's good. That was a good movie. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, Brandon Lee. Yeah. You got Baldwin before as a thing. Yeah. There, there, there's some kind of questionable rabbit hole stuff you could look down with his whole death. Brandon Lee. Yeah. Because. Well, same with Bruce. Mm-hmm. I mean, it starts with Bruce. Yeah, because he, yeah, he died really young too. Yeah, I think he was 36, thir- 37. Mm-hmm. They try to blame it on. He had like a. What's wrong with his. It's a heart failure, but the guy was in peak condition. Yeah, yeah, there was some weird stuff about that. He took some medication because he was complaining of migraine headaches. Mm -hmm. uh, Stopped his heart or something like that. Just seem doesn't seem Mm -hmm. something adding up, but you know it was for like the latter part of his life when he was came over to America and he was uh, doing movies. And you got death threats, you know, mm-hmm. from the Western, you know, kung fu masters and mm-hmm. the culture over there that didn't want him in America teaching their teaching Americans that type of uh, style. So there's always kind of the was this a was it a hit? Mm-hmm. Did he get murdered? And was the the nanny in on it and stuff mm-hmm. like that? The curl that was dark, but good. Like it's uh, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, that was like perfect for like mid '90s, kind of like grunge, mm-hmm. awesome soundtrack, mm-hmm. kind of dark, violent. You know, guy just is a venge, it's a revenge tale to the best. Yeah, speaking of awesome soundtracks, since it's on me. Oh, I like how it's trying to be all cocky and stuff, and it gives me an ad right away. I was trying to be cool to play it. What do you What do you want? X porn? No, no, not X. <laughs> uh, YouTube's. Oh, 
Yeah, because there's stupid things in a foot plate ad right away. I was like, oh, hear this club music. Yeah. That's when the blood starts coming out of the sprinkler system. Yeah. Everybody goes nuts. Yep, Blade. I got Blade for number 10. Frost. <laughs> so I didn't, because I put Blade 2 in there, I didn't have the original Blade. I like the original Blade. I like Frost as a better villain, mm -hmm. but I like Blade 2 better between the two the fights are better and they're longer but the villain like maker uh the guy um maker in part two i didn't like i didn't like him too much i like frost and i know you're not gonna have number three i don't have three but i know you won't have number three probably because of ryan reynolds dude if you say green lantern i'm gonna fucking no no i'm just saying for blade three you won't have blade three because ryan reynolds oh, yeah unless you don't have the original so it's on you uh, number 10, um, they have a Spider-Man Homecoming. Don't have it. <laughs> he said that like he fucking meant it. Alright, I don't think, I think Tom Holland's the best, uh, Spider-Man, though. I, the thing, I can't talk smack about it, because I haven't seen it, be straight up. I, just, I remember Tobey Maguire, and it's like, just, it, I couldn't, I couldn't get behind Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. And then, just kind of lost interest in Spider-Man, and... I hear, though, I hear a lot of good things about Tom Holland, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was in some of the Avengers as Spider-Man, and then got a solo movie in Homecoming, and then mm -hmm. he did Far Far From Home, and then No Way Home, mm -hmm. which is the newest one. Now he's looking for a successor. So, spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if I even cover my script right here. It's going to be close. Mine's way out of reach. <laughs> Mine's going to be, I don't know, because I don't have many left. So I'm already on number seven. Yeah, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight, number seven. They're like the Heath Ledger is the Joker. You got it for number four. You got it for number four. That's just that's a badass movie. Then you got Two Face too. I thought Aaron Eckhart was a good Two Face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like that with the extraction Batman pulls off in Hong Kong. Yeah. Out of the building. Yeah, that was uh, that was a bittersweet, mm -hmm. you know, movie. It's like, I like it. Heath Ledger did great, but mm -hmm. you know, obviously his demise came because of that movie, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But overall, uh, it's still a good movie. But yeah, just the ending though kind of gets you where like. I would set it up for going to the third one. I guess the world will never know the truth. Leave it at that. Mm -hmm. I like it, the um, really good part when he's in uh, the interrogation and those guys are all coming in and he just knows how to press people's buttons, mm -hmm. you know? And like he talks about that one guy came in and he's like, uh, I can't even do a Joker's impression, mm -hmm. so I don't even know why. I just tried right now, but why so serious? <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I, I couldn't do that again if I tried. <laughs> My father used to do that. 
you got a little wild in you. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let her go. <laughs> Poor choice of words. He <laughs> <laughs> like drops her out the window. <laughs> Thank God Michael uh, J. White was in that one too because he played. Yeah, one of the bad guys. guys. Yeah. Yeah. You're crazy. That's what he <laughs> said. He's like, I'm not. I'm not crazy. He's got the, mm-hmm. the grenade on the string. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, number nine, I have uh, Avengers: Civil War. Nope, don't have it. <laughs> you stuck. You stuck away from uh, the typicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You probably won't have the next one. So, oh, that was a good burp. I got two left. Oh. So I got six and four left, and then so we're at twenty-two and a half. I don't even know if I'll cover the spread here. You said 24, didn't you? Yeah. So we, we need both these to match, so. <laughs> and I have a feeling you're not going to have this one because of what you said earlier. Well, I already know the one. But yeah, and that one's probably number Blade three. is not going to be in there. Yeah. So number, so number six here, though, for me, because I'm on that one. 2004. Hell of a soundtrack. Uh, I like the actor they chose to play, Frank Castle. I got the Punisher. 2004, The Punisher. Uh, the, um, ben Foster also in this movie as well. Yeah. Um, who was the guy that played uh, Punisher? Fra- uh, I almost said Frank, Frank Castle. Castle yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, Frank Castle. Yeah, that's his real name. No, uh, Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane, yeah. Hell of a workout, though, for that movie. Well, none, none of these, dude. So number seven for me, I have Thor Ragnarok. I have, don't have that. <laughs> so this leaves me to my last one here. And uh, I bet I'm going to let you guess it. I'm going to let you guess it. I think you know the answer already. Huh? I think everybody listening for our well, 32 listeners on average knows. It's got to be uh, Tim Burton's Batman. Is that your final answer? It is. Well, of course, then my phone doesn't work. Because, yeah, it is. I was going to say play the Joker line, but yes, it is Batman. Oh, we got a live one here. Oh, it's going to be a hot one tonight. <laughs> it's got the buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> you got Batman? Yes, I do for number two. Uh, so we're at 23 and a half. Still got two to two to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just go through my uh, next uh, only two I have left. Um, number five I had Logan, which was the Wolverine story. Mm-hmm. That one was done. That was perfect. Um, they end it like he dies at the end. Oh, you just ruined it for me. It's, it's gonna be so good. I'm just kidding. Yeah. He doesn't, because yeah. he can't kill himself. Yeah, um, well, anything could happen in Hollywood now, so I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, for number three, we're talking about Zack Snyder. Um, so, do you remember when they did the Justice League? Mm-hmm. So, when Justice League came out, Zack Snyder was the original director, but he had like a family emergency, 
like maybe a month into shooting, and then they brought in Joss Whedon mm-hmm. to finish the movie. And the movie comes out or whatever, and it's kind of a kind of a bust. Um, earlier or earlier or no, later last year, there was a re- new release, a re-release of Justice League, but it was Zack Snyder's uncut version. The so it's a long story, kind of, and the, the viewers are probably like, oh, checked out of here already. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, Joss Whedon had like some shit where he was like. Uh, almost, he was an asshole on the set. Like, uh, talked down to all the actors. He said, like, that Gal Gadot, mm-hmm. um, she, her performance was bad because she doesn't understand English. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the guys that played, like, Cyborg, he's a African-American, and he felt like he, Joss Whedon was, like, a racist. There was some Twitter shit going on with that. Um, he said that, uh, that the movie didn't do so good uh, because uh, these these actors really aren't that good actors. That's what Joss Whedon said. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, the movie was a bust because uh, the actors really aren't that good. <laughs> so there was a lot of shit. So Zack Snyder said, well, you know what? I have like two hours of footage that I want in this movie that never got made because Joss Whedon did his own version of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and reshoot. So they reshot this, re-released it last year. So it was a little long. It's like three and a half hours long, his version. Fucking 100 times better. Like, you could watch, they're like two different movies. Like, his movie's bad. He does, like, backstory on all the characters, Flash, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Um, they all get, like, a cyborg. They all get, like, a character plot back backstory, which is, you know, that's what you need. I mean, otherwise you don't, like, care. <laughs> who cares about any of these characters? You only tell them about five minutes worth of who they are. You know, he did it right. His fight scenes and the soundtrack's pretty good. Three hours though. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like that because like there's so much going on. You're like, oh, you're really engaged. Oh, that's good. Is that it? Sorry, it was so long. Yeah, blab babbling on. No, I'm talking about your list. My list is done. My list is done too. One, two. Twenty-three and a half. I'll take your word for it. Twenty-three and a half. Yeah. Counting after seven. Yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you put up with us. Uh, yeah, this was something different. We try to get together when we can and bring this uh, content to you. So our next show for season two, episode two, we're gonna go. Uh, forget about it. We're gonna go with organized crime. It's gonna be the Godfather. She might have to dress up for that one. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be some uh, thug life. So get made. Yeah, we're going with our top fifty organized crimes movies. Right. And uh, as always, because we got a feeler with our last uh, show release with the poll question for changing our format, we've had very limited responses. So if you don't respond, we really can't help you. But if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or possibly a chance to win free swag from Sawdust City Studios, please email us at movieprofessors at gmx.com. And if you don't know how to spell it, you're not ready for it. So. Yeah, or or suggest suggest a, a list that you may want us to do. Top fifty list, or top twenty list, or maybe it's not even a movie or, list. Or just break down an individual film, our thoughts on the whole film. Yeah. See if we'll break down like forty five minutes on a movie or right. something. Best porno film. Yeah. 
Hashtag carpal tunnel. But um, anyways. <laughs> uh, Professor T, you want to? Yeah. I don't mean to get stiff with you there, but uh, do you? <laughs> Class is dismissed. <laughs>